You have to be willing to access joy, even in adversity. And that is the quote of the day. The quote of the day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxon of SeanCroxon.com. Happy Tuesday to you. Today's feature speaker is C.W. Metcalf. He has an audio program called Lighten Up. And I like this guy because he talks about humor and how we can use humor in order to change our thoughts, our feelings, as well as the way that we act and behave. And in today's clip, he talks about having a bad day. A few days ago, I had a bad day. And I couldn't identify the reason why I was having a bad day. I was just having a bad day. And you know what? It's okay to have a bad day because I think he says it in this clip, you know, the bad days make us appreciate the really good days. And I can remember, if you've been listening to my other podcast and following my stuff for a while, you know that maybe 10 years ago, I used to be on an antidepressant. And when I was on the antidepressant, I was happy all of the time. Like it was just a consistent mood of happiness all the time. And one of the reasons why I decided to get off that medication is not just because of other obvious side effects, but because I wanted to feel a little more variety with my emotions. Because I was happy every day, I just didn't appreciate anymore. It was just the same thing every day. And so I can appreciate the down days as much as the good days. And so uh, in this clip... CW talks about what a bad day really means. He also gives you three steps for dealing with blues. And uh, here's CW. So I don't want you to use the word depressed lightly. I want to give you a list of common absence experiences of humor. So that when you're feeling bad, you can look at it and say, well, that's what this is. And each one of these has a specific solution. First of all, there's the blahs, bad days. Everybody has bad days, nobody knows why. I asked my grandmother once, how come you're being so nasty? <laughs> she said, people have bad days so they'll appreciate the good ones. Now shut up and leave me alone. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you bet. <laughs> That's probably as good a description as any. No one really knows why we have bad days, but we do. And if you look at it, it doesn't seem to be attached to anything. You're just feeling sort of, you know, foul. Astrology evolved to try and explain bad days. The ancients saw the stars moving, felt movement changes in themselves, tried to correlate the two. There are all kinds of attempts. The important thing to understand about bad days, you've been feeling grumpy during the day and you look at it and you've got this list and you don't know exactly why and it doesn't seem to be any of these other things, maybe it's just a bad day. You got up on quote unquote the wrong side of the bed. Have you ever figured out which side that is? <laughs> you can get into a real hassle laying in bed going, ah, ah. Uh, which side's the wrong side, honey? <laughs> Getting off on the wrong foot. We have all kinds of phrases for it. But the truth of the matter is you're just feeling nasty. The problem is we tend to take it out on people. So here's my suggestion for bad days. If you've been feeling grumpy during the day or for a day or two and you can't associate with anything in particular, maybe it's just a bad day. You have a perfect right to a bad day. But you have no right to blame anyone. It's nobody's fault. 
If everything in your life was perfect and you had all the money you think you wanted and everybody loved you and, you know, an angel came down to your bedside every morning and said, here's a list of what you're supposed to do today and you had no doubt about how to live your life, you'd still have bad days. Every great spiritual and religious leader has had bad days. Everybody has bad days. So don't blame anyone. That's rule one. But you're entitled to it. Go for it. Have it. But let people know. I have a little button that I haven't had to wear for quite a long time that a member of my staff gave me some time ago. said, wear this when you're having a bad day so we'll know. Okay? It's a little red button with white letters that says, back off, fish breath. <laughs> and when I was having a bad day, I'd wear it. It would remind me that this is just a bad day. It's not the end of the world. And it would let the people I'm working with know Look, I'm going to be screaming and hollering today. Just live with it, all right? I'll live with yours. You live with mine. I'm just feeling grumpy today. So you got an option. Go ahead and have it, but you can't blame anybody. If you don't want to have a bad day, most of the people I have talked to, the exercises we've been doing, you can just step into a secret little alcove somewhere where nobody can see you and run through the physical exercises. The stand, breathe, and smile. The howl for joy. The shaken face. Just try doing the physical exercises and see what happens to your bad day. You can blow it right out of the water if you choose to, by your own actions. A lot more serious than a bad day is what I call the blues. In psychology, it's called situational adjustment to loss in adult life. It's loss-related, and we're all going to lose things. You get the blues when you're in a relationship and it breaks up. You've lost that relationship. You get the blues. You feel bad. That's normal. You're supposed to feel bad. Maybe you move from one town to another and you've lost a whole set of friends. You've got to start all over again. You get the blues. You feel down for a while. Sometimes it can be more serious. You can wake up in the middle of the night staring at the ceiling and the question occurs to you, is this really what I wanted to do with my life? <laughs> do I really care about this? And you start to lose hope and lose faith, and you lose touch with the dream. And that's a serious case of the blues. It's loss related to other than death. The trick about the blues is this. There's no way you're going to avoid those loss experiences. So you have to cope with them, but first you have to identify that's what's going on. I want to give you a mechanism for coping with the blues. That works for most people. It's certainly worth trying. You're going along in your life and you have a drop-off experience like this, and then you level off. Maybe even start to recover a little bit, but guess what? You're going to have more than one loss experience in the course of your life. And if you don't learn how to cope with it, it can become a far more serious condition. I'm going to give you a three-step mechanism just to try. When you have some loss experience in your life, now I'm not talking about the loss to death of someone you love. That's a different experience we'll deal with in a moment. A job loss. A relationship loss, friends, dreams. I want you to try. Number one, I want you to write it down. I want you to put it on a piece of paper. I want you to stop and think, I've been feeling pretty rotten for a long time. Maybe I've lost something and I haven't really wanted to look at it. So you sit down and you think about, have I lost something? And if you identify that you have lost something, and that's what's attached to your feeling bad, and sometimes it's obvious, and sometimes you have to think about it a little more, I don't want you to just think about it. I want you to write down, this is what I lost. This is how I feel. This is why I feel that way. Write it down. The second thing I want you to do is tell somebody about it. Now, I don't mean tell everybody. 
I don't mean you take your piece of paper with all the rotten things that happened to you and you go to the workplace and you say, everybody come here, look what happened to me. It's the worst thing that ever happened in my life. Hopefully you have a friend or a spouse or a rabbi or a minister or a priest or someone that you can talk to where you don't have to be super person. Somewhere you can say, I failed and I've really blown it here. Someone you can talk to and share those things. Pick a person and tell them about it. They don't have to say anything. They don't have to give you an answer. You just have to name the monster. It's real important to name the monster. So you think about it, you write it down, you take that piece of paper to somebody, you tell them about that experience. And then you do the hardest thing. You take some kind of action. And one of the things that happens when you have this drop-off experience, your perspective becomes focused on that loss. And you start thinking about all the other losses you've had and probably all the other losses you're going to have and all the losses that are going on in the world. And you turn on the news and all it is is lost this, lost that, lost money, lost friends, lost a country, my God, everybody's losing. And you get focused on loss, 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 and you get locked into that fight-or-flight response. So in order to kick out of it, what you've got to do is remind yourself, it goes back to perspective. You have to be willing to access joy even in adversity. So what I suggest to you is that you pull out the joy list we talked about earlier. Hopefully you've made one. And you look at it. And maybe on the list it says, one of the things that enhances my sense of joy in being alive is calling these friends that I never have time to talk to. So you sit down and you call one of them and you talk to them and you feel a little better for a while, but as soon as you hang up, you feel bad again. Because this is the blues, serious stuff doesn't go away. So then I look at my list again and of course fishing is on my list. So maybe I'll go down to the river after work one day and I'll fish for 20 minutes, that's all, 20 minutes. And it makes me feel a little better and then on my way home I feel bad again. <laughs> So I'll stop by the stationery store and I'll go through the humor cards. <laughs> Sometimes, to entertain myself, all I have to do is walk in the door of that store in my town and look at the look on the people's face when they see me come in. <laughs> go, oh, he's gonna rifle through all the cards again. <laughs> and that amuses me for a minute and that's all I need and I turn around and I walk out. <laughs> Maybe I'll go over to the hospital and I'll spend some time with one of the clients that I'm working with. I will shift my perspective and start paying attention to what I can do for somebody else. I don't like to do that. It's not a natural thing when I have my own misery and trouble to focus on and think about and tell you about. It is not natural for me, for me, it might be for some of you, it is not natural for me to seek someone else to help while I'm in that situation. But if I train myself and work at it and discipline myself enough, it will occur to me. That makes me feel good usually for quite a while and then it'll drop off. The point is, if during that period of loss, you make an effort to seek out those experiences that enhance and nourish and remind you that you have a sense of joy, by the time you come out of it, you're about where you went into it. You don't end up in a continuing series of drop-offs. That was C.W. Metcalf. That clip comes from his audio program, Lighten Up. It's available on audible.com, nightingale.com, as well as on the Nightingale Conant Insiders app. That is it for me. If you have a chance, please, pretty please, rate and review the podcast on iTunes. I really appreciate it. Also, subscribe if you have not subscribed yet. And uh, if you're on the website, leave a comment below. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. And I will see you tomorrow for our Wednesday episode with Wayne Dyer. Mm -hmm.